This week on the Tall Chief Cigar Cigar Circle Podcast, new brands, Crown Heads, Oveja Negra, Cavalier, Big Sky, all sorts of new stuff coming into Tall Chief. We're going to tell you all about them. Spring Smoker in June, second annual Rocky Patel Spring Smoker with our boy Mike. Coming up on a beautiful Saturday in June. We're going to tell you all about that event. Tell you why you can't miss it. It's one of our two big events of the year. And of course, first recurring guest in the history of the Tall Chief Cigar Cigar Circle Podcast, Nick Goss, joining us to talk about all the brands in his portfolio. You know what it is. Welcome to the episode. Cut it, light it, and let's go. Yo, welcome back to the Tall Chief Cigar Cigar Circle Podcast, episode nine. Nine. Wow. Good Lord. As always, I'm your co-host, Carl, here with my buddy, my confidant, my smoking partner, business partner, my former roommate, you know, whatever, really whatever you could think of, <laughs> my guy, Dave. Dave, I'm going to throw it over to you. What's up, dude? It's good to see you. We're back together again on a beautiful Thursday, ready to have some cigars and celebrate Oliva. Yeah, man. Cigar season is upon us, and what better way to kick it off than with an awesome cigar event. We're actually getting ready right now. Tents are being put up. Stage is being built, uh, and and just the setting is being laid out in front of us. It's going to be awesome and perfect weather for an awesome cigar event tonight with Oliva Cigars. Tell them about this cigar that we're debuting tonight. I mean, this is like I'm I'm blown away by how special this night's going to be, just because of the occasion and because of what we are going to be, uh, what we're going to be showcasing tonight. Tell them about that thing. It's incredible, man. I want to lead off by saying that we are going to be the only shop in New York State from now until September to be able to sell this cigar. We have 50 boxes between now and September. This cigar is the Oliva Helping Hands Foundation Corona. Oliva developed this cigar to uh, generate some revenue for school children in Nicaragua. Now, anybody who knows Oliva knows they really take care of their workers. Right. They have daycare centers inside their facilities. They pay a little bit more than a couple other uh, tobacco factories do, and that's because they're vertically integrated. They own their farms. They own their factories. That's why they're able to do so much awesome stuff like this, and this cigar is no different. Mm-hmm. Hey, Dave, you ever had a Milanio before? <laughs> oh, man. The legendary Milano? Of course I have. Oh, you have? <laughs> well, I got good news for you. The Oliva Helping Hands Foundation Cigar is a Milano blend, meaning it's friggin' fantastic. It's friggin' fantastic. It's friggin' fantastic. There is a limited amount of these cigars on the market. You can't find them online. Tonight, Thursday, the 18th, this is the only place you're going to be able to find them in the country. Mm-hmm. And from now until September, we'll be the only shop that has them. You could only order them one time, so when they're gone, they're gone. But for tonight, for the first time, this cigar will be available. And let me tell you, man, this is one of the most banging cigars that I've ever had. It tastes like a Milanio because it is a Milanio, just in a little bit of a different package. Yeah. <clears throat> Six by 46, a fantastic size. Fantastic. You yeah. get all that flavor. You get all that... Oh, I mean, I don't even know where to go on. I had one about a month ago. It was awesome. It's one of the smoothest blends that's ever been created. I mean, no bite, just like all flavor, all flavor and no bite is the is the right way to put it. And uh, so, yeah, a variation of the Milano blend. By the time you guys are here in this pod, the it's it's too late for you. I'm sorry. (laughs) The the event is occurring 
uh, in about what f- uh, yeah, four, about hours. four hours. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, we usually record the Thursday before the release. Um, good news though is, if we don't sell all fifty boxes, we'll still have some for you tonight. You know, going to give you ten percent off. Six count box, beautiful box, beautiful mm-hmm. display. Yeah. This is this size cigar six by forty six is what I think of when I think of how a cigar should look, hmm. and you know. It doesn't really require all the hype that we're giving it, but when you taste this thing, you're going to know why this is such a special day for us. Yeah. Um, you know, Josh will be here, Oliva Josh, who's really taken care of us since he got in. Um, Oliva's a brand that, you know, there's no surprise. We love them. We do a lot of stuff with them. We get a lot of support from them. And tonight's going to be kind of a culmination of the relationship that, uh, that we've grown together with Josh since he started. And I'm really excited to have one. You know, I got a mystery cigar in front of me that we're going to get to in a couple minutes here. But uh, after this one, my eyes and my palate are firmly set on a good old helping hands. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to trying this thing. And uh, Carl is really looking forward to trying this blank cigar that I've picked out for him here. So, you know know the drill. I pick a cigar out from amongst our vast inventory and remove all of the packaging. take the band off and everything and just leave him completely in the dark with only his palate and his and his eyes and, and his hands to figure out what it is that Look he's smoking. This. So what do you got in front Look of you this there? Freaking thing. This is a four and a half by 50 Robusto. This is a short Robusto. I love it. Yeah. I love this size. Yeah. Looking at this thing as a first of the day, man, I just, ah, oh man, I love that. Size. Do I know my boy or do I know my boy? <laughs> <laughs> so this thing is dark. Um, it's got a really, it's got a really rough sandpapery wrapper, which I love. Mm. Um, some might call it toofy. I don't know. There's a lot of terms that get thrown around that yeah, I'm like true. not too like too into here. Yeah. It's just, it's a four and a half by fifty, nice and dark. Just a little bit of give to it. Feels like it's been in a humidor that's always at the perfect humidity <laughs> level and temperature. Such, am I right, Dave? Am I right? A well-calibrated, world-famous humidor. This cigar seems like... Is this from the is this world-famous humidor? <laughs> is this from a world-famous humidor? <laughs> it is, bud. It All is. right, so cuts real nice and easy. We're going to take a nice dry pull here. And then we're going to talk about some new brands, some events. We're kicking off the summer today. Boys and girls, it begins today. We're doing it now. We're we're pulling it out. Like <laughs> we're not we're not we're not shitting around anymore. Yeah. Enough's enough. Sun come out, seventy degrees. We're on the porch. We're with the boys. The windows are down yeah. in the car. We're ripping rockets, dude. Let's go. We don't care what the calendar says. Summer God, begins yeah. today, right now. Yeah. As I cut this little cute little thing here, <laughs> and give it a good dry pull. Yeah. Let's see what's up with this guy. It's upon us. Yeah. So, uh, and we're also. Uh, we hinted at the beginning of the show here that we're excited to talk about some new lines that are going to be coming in, some interesting cigars that Carl and I have had a chance to sample ahead of time, make some informed decisions on which cigars to bring in. And uh, there's a couple of exciting new brands, some smaller, more boutique brands that are going to be joining us uh, in, over the coming weeks. So we'll tell you about those. Um, so what uh, what kind of what kind of flavors are you getting off? Hella chocolatey, mm. so much, really nice. What I noticed over the past couple episodes is that like, I was getting like a fruity vibe, often like a dried fruit vibe. Not here. Mm. It's like a little bit of pepper, chocolate vibe through the roof. Um, you mm. know, cool. Yeah, love it. Can't wait to light it. Gonna do that right now, actually. Nice. Yeah, 
Yeah. So. The uh, the size is gonna get is gonna you know be a clue in its own right, right? So like what the the look and feel and size and shape of the thing is just as much of a hint of what a blank cigar is as as the flavor is going to be and uh you know when you're going through this process for yourself like it's so much fun to do these kinds of experiments and see what kinds of you know how close can you really get to identifying a cigar with your palate alone right but uh the palate isn't the only thing giving clues it's like also the size and shape and when you're around cigars as much as we are you you really get uh, you build a huge repertoire of, of just knowledge and information about what these things look like you know we could tell you what an Oliva Milano looks like we could tell you what you know a uh, a diesel sherry cask whiskey <laughs> row looks like you know Very so like yeah so these things are identifiers and they all will hopefully uh, point Carl in the right direction here hopefully point him to the wrong cigar if, if you're me <laughs> it's a very peppery first couple pulls uh, not like too not too much it's not like very strong it's like a little you know I would probably place this at like a medium plus something along those lines the size is throwing me here that's exactly what I was going for I'm trying to be a little sneaky yeah. with this one the size is really throwing me I'm trying to me. be a little sneaky because I'm still although I have a couple of a couple run. in the wind column over the last few episodes. I'm still, I'm still way behind. So, I'm trying to get caught up here and mm. be a little sneaky. You're a sneaky little snake, Dave. Yeah. Wow. I like it. Um. So while uh, while you yeah, while you get, get into, into that one, um, let's talk about some uh, some interesting cigars that we've had this week. So, I'll kick it off with a cigar that you're gonna find here in uh, in the humidor in coming weeks and uh that is from uh from blackwork studios it's called the green hornet mm. uh this cigar comes in a single size it's uh it's a it's a corona it's like a 46 ring gauge corona but what's the the craftsmanship that's gone into the presentation of this cigar is, is unbelievable, and I literally mean the cigar itself. I'm not talking about the band or the artwork or the box or any of that, which all look great and are, you know, f awesome professional operation they have to, to come up with this artwork. But the cigar itself is just, like, so beautiful because what they do is they, t they, t they twist the, uh, a fine layer of candela underneath a dark Ecuadorian Maduro and at the cap there's like this spiraling little sliver of candela wrapper at the very top of the cigar that uh, you know it's meant to sort of invoke you know the image of like of like a, a bee right it's supposed to look like a hornet's behind <laughs> mm -hmm. right and and so you get this like striping effect with the candela underneath the Ecuadorian Maduro and then again with the, the shaggy foot. So the candela like binder, I guess, or like second layer of wrapper sticks out at the, at, the, at the foot of the cigar as well. So you get that first half inch when you light the cigar is just candela for that first, those first few pulls. And then all of a sudden you hit the second wrapper layer of Maduro 
and oh my goodness, an explosion of sweet flavors. This this wrapper, they the the only identifier I've found, and it's on their website. They call it Ecuadorian Maduro, and um, I don't know, I don't know what else to tell you about it other than it's just full of sweetness, earthiness. Um, the 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 combination of the candela and the Maduro together just really make for an interesting smoke. So I'm really excited about that. Again, only available in one size, but this size is the blend was perfectly crafted to be smoked in this size. You know, that's, they, they spent a lot of time on it and it's obvious when you, when you try this thing. So that's going to be showing up on the shelves here really soon. This is a cigar that Carl and I both tried before and, uh, it's really good, you know, and, and then was brought back around. And now that we're in the position to be able to bring some of the stuff to, to you guys, you know, that was one cigar that we've had on our radar and we finally had the opportunity to get a hold of it. So, that's going to be awesome. Yeah, you'll hear a little bit more about that cigar later when we yeah. sit down with Nick. But, uh, yeah, I yeah. mean, we got some samples. What started the whole thing is that we got some samples, and Dave and I have really been into the idea of, like, a new cigar every week or two for, like, the past year once we've started. Like, it's no, you know, it's no secret what we've been doing um, in the humidor is eliminating some things that just don't really move the way we want them to, some brands more than others, and just trying to bring in – we hate saying no – do you have X brand, right? I want to say yes. Right. Dave wants to say yes. We right. want to talk about it. We want yeah. to try new stuff. Yeah. That's the fun. I might like new stuff a little bit more than Dave does, <laughs> but like, you know, we want, there's some things in, in every brand's portfolio that Dave and I are interested in trying. Mm-hmm. And when Dave talks about crown heads a little bit, you'll, you'll see that kind of come to the forefront. Yeah. Um, the Oveja Negra brands, like Black Works and Black Label, things like that, are really exciting. They're all pretty full. They're all pretty uh, at least at least a medium. You're not going to find many mild things in in that like wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. However, um, the sizes are very particular, kind of like warped in a way. Warped blends their cigars right. for one size. Uh, Oveja Negra brands do the same thing, which you know a lot of guys pick up a Corona. They're not really too excited by it, but. It's a little bit of a different vibe when you know that that cigar was made for that size. This size is going to bring you the best experience with this blend. It's really a nice way to learn more about, like, you can't just make everything a Toro and see what happens. You know, <clears throat> last night I had, uh, you know, and I touch on this a little bit in the interview, but last night I had uh, a, a cigar that I had a couple weeks ago in a Toro, and it was fantastic. And then I had the Robusto last night, and it was awful. <laughs> it was awful. Um, you know, yeah. if you go back a couple episodes to the mystery cigar, you might, you know, be able to figure it out. But, uh, yeah, you know, like that's one brand that we're really excited to get in and share with you because we've seen it around for a while. It's been around for 10 years. It ain't going nowhere. Mm-hmm. And that's probably for a reason, you know. So if Dave and I choose it as something that guys might want to try, we know that a lot of we know that a lot of people here are going to pick one up and give it a whirl. Um, yeah. But the size is very important and it's there for a reason. You know, I don't really believe in buying, you know, one cigar in three different sizes. Why? Smoke it, find out its its best size, and have that one, and maybe a slightly larger one, you know, like, because our, our shop is a Gordo shop. Our shop is a Gordo 660, bigger Toro shop. It is, you know. Not going to do great with the Lancero. Not going to do great with a little, you know, four and a half by five by 50 Robusto. But just pay attention. Maybe grab a cigar, the same cigar in a couple different sizes, 
and I think the experience for you is going to be kind of eye-opening. Yeah, you know. Yeah, try try if you can open 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 your mind up a little bit, and uh, you know, try some new sizes. And uh, that Green Hornet, when that when that arrives, we hope that uh, that will be one of them for you. Another cigar that really hit the spot for me, and you guys know that I am the more particular of us two, but this one hit the hit the hit the hit the bullseye for me. This is um, from Crowned Heads. So we got to try a bunch of new Crowned Heads cigars, make a couple of decisions, and those are going to be on the way in as well. One of them is called the Jericho Hill. Jericho Hill, San Andreas, uh, and smooth as hell. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was, I've been on a run of, of San Andreas wrappers lately, and... Um, as long as I've had something to eat, that's what I'm trying. That's what I'm. That's what I'm looking for now. Um, that's just where my palate is at. And this. So I had in my head what I was hoping this cigar was going to be. I knew the blend ahead of time, mm-hmm. and I had I had an I had a flavor in my mind that I was like, I really hope that's what I'm. That's what I'm about to get out of this thing. And it was. It was accurate to like 99%. It was awesome. Um, just the, the one I say that I use the same words every time, but you know, it's that, that awesome, smooth earthiness with just a little bit of natural sweetness and, uh, it hit the spot. So Jericho Hills, another one I'm very excited about. Can't wait for you guys to try that too. Yeah. Crown heads really another brand that I was interested in. I think I've touched on it on shows in the past, but a couple months ago I went to a shop in Pittsburgh and I just grabbed everything we don't have to try and see what stuck out you know the mil ds by crowned heads is a great cigar and one that we've been asked for quite often it's got a really identifiable label so people come in and ask for the cigar with the red m that's a mil ds by crowned heads pretty awesome another one that i had from them is four kicks i thought it was really good um but i remember when i went through the crowned head cigars that i had i mean i co-signed with dave on the jericho hill that cigar was incredibly yeah, good it was i loved it good. i can't wait to have it in a toro um not too strong you know yeah. but just full of flavor and and like soft and full flavored at the same time it was great yeah yeah i like that one and the one that we talk about with nick later that black cavalier it's like a showcase of the flavor and yes. capability of those darker wrappers yeah. like yeah what happens when you don't necessarily pair it with too full of a tobacco blend like right and just allow the wrapper yeah. to show you what it is yeah, in this like form. That. And that, to me, was like really cool. It was also my third one of the day that day. Remember, I was home alone. I was cooking outside. Uh, I was watching the Lakers game. I was like, what the hell? You know, let's, let's fire up one more. And it was, uh, you know, box press, little Robusto, maybe a four and a half by 50. It was beautiful. The Mil Diaz and the four kicks from Crowned Heads you're also going to see in here. Those cigars are awesome. Not all the way full, I'd say, but like me- medium plus on both of them. Maybe the Mil DS is more of a medium, mm-hmm. medium minus, something like that. Uh, awesome brands. Uh, bringing in Big Sky as well. Mm-hmm. Big Sky cigars right. from Montana. Right. Just a bunch of burly outdoorsy dudes that, that own this company <laughs> in Montana, and they're creating jobs in Montana, which is awesome, with this new cigar brand. Very affordable. <clears throat> And pretty awesome, you know. I'm a Habano guy, so like I got a, my hands on a couple of the Habanos they have, and I think they're so good. Um, we're bringing in a couple of them: one milder, one 
Habano, and then one I think that's a little bit more full. The it's got the dragon. It's got the dragon label, site Cypress or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I'll get on the site yeah. here. I forget the name of the one, but um, I remember distinctly that I gave that sample away. Like when we did the PCA sample thing last summer, which we'll probably do again. Cygnus, Cyg. I don't know. It's like it's the dragon. It's the dragon label. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just awesome, an awesome portfolio of brands. We're really trying to strike the strike right now. While like it's gonna be summer, there's gonna be plenty of stuff in here to try out. Not gonna just stick you with the same things you've been seeing, and we want you to try some new stuff because we want to try some new stuff. And Big Sky is another brand that has just tons of nice cigars that we're bringing in. Cryptid, cryptid, oh, cryptid. I don't know what I was. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> cryptid. Right. Cryptid. But yeah, that yeah. cigar is gonna is gonna go over really well here. Um, I, re- I remember looking at it, th- thinking about the sizes specifically, and and the and the blend. It's like that that's going to go over well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What else we got? Cavalier. Yeah, I, there Negra, was another Cavalier sky. that I had, which was the Le Pestier, which oh, is yeah. a um, it's a broadleaf actually, um, and another example of you know um, taking a, a nice. You know, typically what's typically thought of as a as a full body wrapper and allowing it through fermentation, aging, I'm sure, right? I don't have all the details behind the scenes of like what goes into putting that cigar together and how long they age their wrapper tobaccos and stuff, but they took a broadleaf wrapper and put it on a blend that allowed it to smooth itself out, soften up and become really just a medium body with all of the flavor and sweetness of broadleaf and uh, i smoked it in a in a it was a you know a rothschild type size so um the first half of it stayed nice and cool and was just all pure flavor you know it started to heat up after that as as small short sizes do but um another really really good smoke from crowned heads that's going to be exciting. Yeah, we're so stoked to try all these new brands. And, you know, this year alone, we've gotten Warped. We've gotten Southern Draw. Mm-hmm. What else do we get? <clears throat> well, this year? I mean, you, know. you could you could say you could say Foundation. You could say... Uh, we've expanded you know, like to within be 12 everything. Months. Yeah. yeah. You know, there's, there's so the many. Caliph. Right? Right? Yeah. Yeah, and we're, you know, we want to have everything. Like I said, Dave and I are super excited about trying new stuff, having good relationships with every rep around here. And also giving some of these places a chance to get into a humidor that's going to be like more of a cost controlled environment than Mm -hmm. like what you might find off the res, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, for a lot of these shops, I think it's important to like get in with us because we're going to make these really accessible for people and we're going to hand sell them and help build the brand. So, Mm -hmm. I think it works for everybody if, you know, if a new rep comes in with a new smaller brand and we like the stuff, like, yeah, we'll give it a whirl. Yeah. We'll see if it catches on. That's exactly what we're doing. So trying to help build the community in that way, I think, is really important. Yeah. You know? That's like, you know, it's part of our, uh, ch- you know what? Go to go to tallcheapcigars.com and check out the About Us page. Mm-hmm. Take a look at the mission statement there. And that'll that'll tell you what we're about and why we believe that this process of, like, bringing in new cigars for everybody to try uh, you know, why it's like core and central to what we're trying to do, which is to just build up and enrich the Western New York cigar community. And, uh, you know, we love this hobby. Yeah. We I love think, it. 
I think an important thing to note is I was talking to to Mike Gadici about this last night is like we want other shops to thrive too. Like 100%. we want we want 100%. Yeah. We know it's really hard when you go 20 miles east of us and want to buy a cigar. We know it's really hard. You know, um Dave and I come from a sh- a city shop. Mm-hmm. Right? So we I think a lot of the time when you get involved in business, you want to be number one. Right. And I, I want to be number one. I want to be the place that you think about first. And I think the work that we do here every day shows that. But also, I don't want to be the one and only. You know, like I, <clears throat> I appreciate the fact that somebody can go to, I'm not going to name names, but a neighboring shop and watch a sports game inside and maybe get a beer. I like that that's a- available for people. You know, I also like that we're available for people to come through and grab their box that they get every mm-hmm. two weeks mm-hmm. for a price that makes sense for them. You know, but I think both places are vital in uh, propelling the industry forward, creating new smokers, creating new people who enjoy this just as much as we do. I really think that's very important. Um, yeah, it's a good point. I think I think also like this this industry is sort of unique in a sense that uh most of us shop if you're a member of the cigar community you've been to all the shops and you're going to keep going to all the shops and you're you'll check out this one and then you'll check out the next one next week and like you know a lot of guys um just sort of run the circuit right and it's like Mm -hmm. because each place has something cool to offer we've all got cool lounges and stuff happening and events and new cigars coming in or out and so you know it makes sense for everybody to sort of just like run the circuit and see what's good here this week and somewhere else next week and so a a a rising tide lifts all boats kind of a situation Right. right exactly right yeah and so the more guys we get more heavily into the hobby the better it is for everybody you know yeah exactly right like dave and i want to do things that um you know make it an accessible hobby for everybody at all times of year that's it and i think we've done that i the past two years i don't think could have gone any better than how they have between starting a media center with youtube and tiktok and instagram and the podcast and having these relationships with these vendors. We're currently building a new lounge with an outdoor area right. for our guys to come through and enjoy some natural light, which you don't always get in a cigar lounge. You know, b- bringing new brands in, putting stuff on discount, doing the subscription monthly club, all of that, doing the events. It's, go- it's been awesome. We're going to keep building on that, and uh, it's very important to Dave and I that the entire industry is propelled forward. Mm-hmm. Um, so just a little thing that I was thinking about and talking about with somebody last night who's very close to us but uh yeah that's cool and for anyone listening who maybe is not local uh that subscription service that carl just mentioned you can get on this thing we build custom samplers for you so you jump on the list fill out an authorization form and we get you signed up for a recurring monthly sampler right uh which which will get you new cigars and what the first one we're gonna throw a throw a nice random package together for you right but you're gonna provide us with feedback so we'll give you a link to a feedback form you rate each cigar and then next month we're gonna get a little bit closer to your palate mm-hmm. and we run it back and run it back and run it back each month we're gonna get a little bit closer 
and the whole point is to like customize a sampler to your palate right over time by you trying and trying new cigars and and and, and giving giving feedback so if you want to if that sounds interesting to you and you want to get on that just go to tallchiefcigars.com and scroll to the bottom use the contact form to uh to send us a send us an email and we'll yeah. get you on the list we'll hook you up it's a very prestigious project here uh takes a lot of time and energy but we believe that part of the draw of the cigar shop is like it's like cheers right Come in, hey, Kevin, Jeff, <laughs> Joe, Dave. We know what you like, so let us do it. Let us flex a little bit and right. get you some stuff that you might not have otherwise picked up. So, mm-hmm. let's pivot, Dave. Let's pivot to the PGA Championship. Oh man, I know you have a lot to say about this. This is awesome. I major championship golf. Nothing gets my gears going like a like a san andreas maduro <laughs> but if there's one thing that, <laughs> like, that rivals Whoa. it it's Whoa. major championship golf so uh i normally you'll find me in in the shop on fridays but um not tomorrow not tomorrow i happen to happen to have tickets to go to rochester to oak hill to see the second round of the pga championship tomorrow so uh or today if you're listening to the episode as it as it airs but there's uh there's been a lot there's there's been some um some worry about my boy Spieth mm. he's got a got a bit of a wrist injury and um there's some really thick rough at Oak Hill and you know it'd be tough it's a that's a bad combination with a weak wrist and uh and and really really thick rough uh you know, and and I heard a rumor. I was listening to the the. Uh, I guess it's okay to plug the No Laying Up podcast, right? Like that's okay. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I listen to those guys yeah, a lot. Fine. They're they're awesome, and um, they're on the grounds a couple days early and saying that they hadn't even seen Spieth anywhere out there for practice rounds yet. Ooh. They saw Greller out there, but uh, JT. Um, yeah, they're boys. Yeah, he's he's there, and uh, he's one of the tea times that I have circled on my <laughs> on my uh, on my chart. The plan. So the plan for me, I've never I've never actually attended a, a major. Like this is going to be really cool for me. And my philosophy is, as a as an avid player, like I I love the game so much, and it's so much fun to watch the best players in the world just hit the golf ball. So. My thinking is that I'm going to want to spend some time just at the range. Like, just I, do, I want to see these guys warming up, and then I'll follow them out onto the course. So there's a couple of really awesome afternoon tee times. Um, Rom is playing with Matt Fitzpatrick, which is going to be really cool. Uh, they don't tee off until close to 2 p.m., so I'm going to get a chance to go and check those guys out on the range, I think. Um, sometimes at these events, like the, the amount of – space that they allow the general public into is restricted and so like they'll only let media get that close to the practice facility but um i'm assuming that i'll be able to catch a glimpse of those guys hitting some balls um jt is playing with mcelroy and uh let me let me look this up again but uh there's there's a couple of really interesting afternoon groups that i'm looking forward to seeing as far as picks you know, it's like a, it's like Scheffler, Rom, McElroy. Like who who do you like? You know, this course definitely sets up for, you know, the the guy who's making 
it's normally like whoever's putting the best out of whoever's striking it the best. Uh, but with this course, there there seems to be an opportunity for the guys who can carry it the furthest off the tee. They can sort of hit it past a lot of the trouble. Uh, they can carry that last bunker, and whoever's driving it the longest and the straightest is going to have a big advantage. That seems like an obvious thing to say, but on this golf course in particular, I think that's especially true. Um, so, you know, if McElroy's hitting it like he usually does, if Rom's hitting it, driving it like he usually does, he, Rom's had some driver issues. Um, I don't like Scheffler because his putter's been ice freaking cold. He happened to win the players without putting very well at all. Um, and since then, he's he's obviously struggled, especially from short distance with the putter. So I don't really like Scheffler this week, but I, I like McElroy and Rom a lot. Mm. So that's you what know, I'm thinking. <clears throat> I'm always a, a big Max Homa stand, yeah. but I'm, I'm getting a little concerned, man. Mm. I'm getting a little concerned. He has struggled a bit. Um, he just can't really break through in the major. Best major finish is 14th. If not now, when? Right. You know? Uh, right. So I don't, I'm not really feeling too good about that. I think a, I think a big time sleeper is DJ. Just won on the live last week, right? Like these live guys, like them or hate them, uh, you know, some of the best golfers in the world. Cameron Smith, right? Is that his name? Yeah, Cam Smith. Yeah, yeah. Cam Smith, yeah. DJ, yeah. obviously Brooksy, you know, a lot of guys, a lot of guys coming in. Uh, the thing is, they play the extra rounds, so you never know how that's gonna how that's gonna affect them, right? Don't live guys start on Friday? Yeah, they only play they only play fifty four holes. So so uh, it's um, and we saw it whether or not this is really the reason that Brooks wasn't able to close it out at the Masters. We saw basically exactly that thing happen, right? Where he's he's clearly playing the best golf through three days, and then here comes John Rahm from behind on Sunday and uh, just mowed him down. And Brooks, it's not like Brooks was playing great golf on Sunday and just got caught by a, a Rahm on fire. Rahm was on fire, but Brooks also did not, he didn't have it on Sunday. Yeah, no, and, not you know, at all. So it's like, is that is that fatigue from being used to playing 54-hole tournaments? <laughs> I don't know, but uh, it sure looked that way. I'm not going to, I'm not going to pick Max, unfortunately. Um, if I had two picks, who'd you go with? You went with uh... I'm going I'm going I'm saying no to Scheffler. Okay. I'm saying um my heart if I'm picking with my heart, I want to see uh Fitzpatrick win another major. I really like Matt Fitzpatrick. I love what he's done to his swing. He's picked up, you know, 5, 7, 8 miles an hour swing speed in in a couple of years. He's hitting it just as long as as these as big big dudes that look like football players now that are out there and so i i love his game that's my my heart pick but if i'm my brain pick is is uh is rom or mcelroy mm. yeah. yeah yeah i i think brooks is back i think he's all the way back mm-hmm. uh you know that one crushing the masters for the first couple of days right he does he, <coughs> yeah he did he really did and then choking at the end, I think that's enough to get him back kind of in the frame here. Uh, you know, I think the live guys love coming in, even if it's not really a thing amongst the people in the locker room. I feel like the live guys love coming in and with their, you know, having been paid mm-hmm. and getting up on the PGA Tour, maybe, uh, you know, dancing on the 18th green when one of these live guys finally breaks through. Hopefully not. But uh, you never know. You know, it seems like a, it seems like kind of a wild group that they got there. Yeah. A lot of younger guys outside of uh, 
Greg Norman, right? Yeah. His name, yeah. 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 Um, Outside of Norman, yeah. Do you have a sleeper pick? Yeah, like, um, I also really like, sh- my sleeper pick's going to be Shane Lowry. Mm. Um, and maybe that's uh, a combination of, of heart and brain, I suppose, that pick. But I've always loved Lowry. I love his game. He's got, um, you know, he's, a, he's, a, he's, he's won a major championship, and um, he is rounding into form, I think. Hmm. I really do. He's, uh, they don't, these, these, these Thursday and Friday tee times are not arbitrary. And they, he got, he's, he's playing in the afternoon because they know guys want to see him play. He's playing with Spieth. He's going off on Friday at 147 on Friday um, with Spieth and Hovland. And mm. uh, that's a group that I plan to, 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 to follow. So like nice. starting at 1.36 p.m. on Friday, McElroy Thomas and Morikawa. No, there's a name we don't talk They're going off on, on hole one. Uh, this, these are the groups going off on hole one in the afternoon that I plan to follow, right? Roy, Roy, uh, McElroy, Thomas, Morikawa. And then uh, right after them, Lowry, Spieth, Hovland. And then the next group off one after that, Fitzpatrick, Cam Smith, and John Rahm. Mm. Like, how awesome is that, right? Set up nice for so you. So those three groups there are, are sort of the ones I'm going to try to follow around. And, um, yeah, so I guess I'm, I'm going to go with, with Lowry as my sleeper. Uh, but that's a that's a long shot, you know. Feel free to tear me apart for that pick if you want. <laughs> I um, got a worse sleeper pick. Okay, okay. I want to hear your thoughts on the resurgence of Jason Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, right? he's playing he's playing good golf, man. He really is. Uh, it feels like 2016, buddy. It does. When he was just it up does. there every single week, just it seemed like for a year he was just up there. It's just so hard to win, though, man. It's so hard to win. Yeah, and he is. He's in contention every week as of the last two months. It's, it feels like, uh, and so it's just like whether or not the putter is is staying hot or not. Like when he was when he in 2016, he made he was making everything. He was draining. He them. was the best putter on tour. For a for a good stretch of time there, yeah, and I don't know if that's where we're at, but like, yeah, if his putter gets hot, he's got a legit chance for sure. I yeah, think. there's yeah. him, and I was hearing about Ricky Fowler potentially being mm-hmm. back mm-hmm. after a couple of years mm-hmm. of he was at the top for you know maybe a six eight month span one year of the tour, and then mm-hmm. what happened? Yeah, yeah, you know, and he he's talked about it. I've 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 seen really uh, sort of. I've seen him just drop the guard. He's never really a very guarded person. He's like a quiet kind of reserve type of guy, but I've, I've seen a lot of stuff on YouTube of him just out on the golf course playing, playing golf and talking about his, his season and talking about his career quite openly. And he's like, yeah, it hasn't been good. You know, it hasn't been good, but I really like where, where I'm headed. And he's like still fully checked in on the process of like getting back to the top. Mm -hmm. He wants it, you know? So and wow. he has he's been in contention uh, you know i don't know about in contention on a sunday but he's been around and he's playing well yeah. and it's going to happen he's going to win again you yeah. know so my my main pick is going to be brooks mm-hmm. my sleeper is going to be jason day dave's got you know McElroy. he's got rom up yep. there with uh, Shane lowry potentially yep. sneaking in there so yeah. if you if you're a betting man and you want to ride with me and dave you know go ahead i'm sure you're getting pretty good odds on a couple of those i'm going to say uh, 
three out of five top five golfers are live guys. I'm gonna say that. Wow. I know. Wow. I'm gonna say that. Yep. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think what what we saw at the Masters is that we can't just discount those guys. No, not at all. You know, not at all. And, and I a think- lot of people were, and I was. I was like hoping that you know, hoping and also, you know, uh, convinced that like there's no way they can compete at this level now that they've gone off and played this silly other tour. But that clearly was wrong um, as we, as we saw at the masters. So, yeah, I think that, that, that one less round might help them fight through some of this rough, rough parts of the golf course there. Maybe a little more durability than a lot of other guys might have a little bit more stamina mm-hmm. saving that, uh, that Sunday tank there. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. Dave's the golfer. I'm not, I just <laughs> listen to golf shows and I just watch it. Yeah. I watch a major here and there. So, yeah, you know, it's going uh, to be fun. You know, put a hundred on it, see what happens. Um, yeah. When we come back from Dominican Dave's Cigar of the Week, I'm going to try to guess this cigar and maybe talk a little bit about the Spring Smoker. So, Dominican Dave, what's your Cigar of the Week? Mi gente, que lo que? Como estamos? This is Dominican Dave here. I got you something beautiful today. As usual, this is... Macanudo Vintage 1997 Maduro. This is a very sweet cigar. I mean, this is beautiful. They even give you a metal ring with it, like literally a metal ring. This is gorgeous. It is sweet to your palate. Come right here, Dolce Cigars, and enjoy one. All right, thanks, Dave. That's Dominican Dave's Cigar of the Week. And he's not kidding, that cigar is sweet. You need to try that thing. So mm. joining us now, our first ever reoccurring guest on the Tall Chief Cigar Circle podcast, Nick Goss, is back. He's back to tell us about some of these new cigars we're going to be bringing in from uh, some of the new brands that, uh, you know, from his portfolio. Uh, really exciting stuff. He's going to, I don't know, what, he's, what is he going to do? What's he going <laughs> to yam around about he's some gonna, cigars, man? He's going to yam around What do we do every cigars? week? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to talk, and uh, we're going to make some jokes, and we're going to yeah. talk about the new stuff, and, and then we're, well, then we're I think we're going to get the hell out of here, right? <laughs> All right. Well, I, is that the plan? I guess. Yeah, that's fine. That's I'll tell fine you what, me. Dave. That's fine. But first. But first. But first. Let's, uh, let's get Nick in here to tell us All about right, some of these here, new Nick. smokes. Come on. Nick Goss. Hey, everybody. We're here with our first ever recurring guest. Some of you might remember him from earlier in our podcast days when we had him on to talk about his entire awesome portfolio of brands. He's back. Uh, you know, if you've seen him, if you've met him, if you've heard about him, he's a one-of-a-kind guy in the cigar industry. <laughs> it's Nick Goss. Nick, how you doing, man? Thanks again for getting back with us here. Um, it's because we have a lot of exciting news to share, but want to check in first, see how you're doing. I'm doing great. I'm doing great. The first, the first recurring guest is like the the cat came back, <laughs> and he's back for for some pretty awesome reasons, right? So I think a lot of you, yeah, I think everybody might have heard last time. Um, you know, we let you kind of talk about some brands that we don't have represented here in the shop: um, Cavalier, Blackworks. Uh, you know, Illusion, you know, those brands there. We're, uh, Dave and I are super proud to announce that we are um, grabbing two of those brands to, to sell here in the shop, mm-hmm. Cavalier and... A- a- absolutely. And in, in your, your ever-growing, your ever-growing, ever-popular, world-famous cigar shop, 
Hmm. Uh, last time we met, I think we came over, we came up with some plans for 2023. And I, I'm delighted to have you guys on board um, with the Cavalier Cigar Company and as well as Obey Negra Brands, which is Black Label and Black Works. Yeah, we, uh, you know, those are. Those are a couple brands that we've had our eye on for a little while, mm-hmm. mostly because of your relationship with them. You know, knowing that they are accessible to us definitely plants the seed in mine and Dave's head of like, huh, like we should probably try these. Dave and I have some experience with um, some of the uh, some of the Oveja Negra brands, right? Like the uh, the Green Hornet. That was a cigar that him and yep. I had quite some time ago that we were really impressed by. Um, you know, and then just having that relationship with you kind of lets us easily access some brands like that that are kind of on the come up. And you know, You're Dave, not saying I'm, I'm easily accessible. Either, but, uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, can, uh... our first recurring guest—it's—it's—it's <laughs> it's, it's, it's right there, buddy. Well, <laughs> so well, I, I went with the cat came back type of analogy instead of the disease analogy, <laughs> but I, I guess both would work. Yeah. Yeah, like a bad rash. Here he is. Um, no, Nick, you're the man. We love your cigar brands, and we just kind of want to open the interview with if I, I think I I think it's been pretty interesting because like I've been pretty interested by Cavalier, and I think Dave has been pretty interested by the Oveja Negra brands for sure. So I wanted to first start, you know, my little segment here, asking you about uh, just. Your 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 experience with Cavalier. I know you've been to the factory. I know that you've sold these things for quite a while. I just want to hear a little more in depth about Cavalier as a brand. Sure, absolutely. So Cavalier right now, they're they're the hottest company coming out of Honduras. Um, they built their own factory about eighteen, maybe twenty months ago in Danley, Honduras, called FCT. Stands for Fabrica de Central American Tobacco. And since they started doing that, they, they uh, started controlling their own destiny. We are pretty well connected in the people that, that run and operate the factory for us. So we're uh, a little higher up on the pecking order than, than a new factory should be. Um, but they're just doing it right. They, they, I went down there with Brian Matola and, and, and Sebastian. Um, I'll tell you, when the, these guys walk into a factory, they greet all 108 people, which hmm. which I, I'm finding is, is a relatively rare thing in the industry. But they want to keep the factory running because Brian was telling me, he goes, listen, even if I'm breaking even, if that factory doesn't work, it, it isn't, isn't operating that day, these people, these people don't make money that day. These people don't have a paycheck that week. So he sincerely sees it as a family. And it's... They're, they're great people to work with. They're great people to work for. Um, you know, I'm just very, very excited about the future with them. Okay, so Nick, last time you were here, you kind of stopped in the shop to do your, you know, every couple months visit with us, gave us some samples, and that's when we really started to get intrigued by Cavalier and the Oveja Negra brands. Um, I know that I smoked a Cavalier um, regional exclusive, I think it's called. And also the yes. uh, there was a there was a black there was a black label cigar. I don't know, was it is it called the Black Series or something like that? Uh, both of them kind of stuck out to me for a couple of reasons. Can you tell us a couple more things about those cigars in particular? I know the black label was 
I was expecting more of a powerhouse, but it was like a nice medium body cigar, and I think it had a San Andreas wrapper, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I'm trying to think which one that would be. Um, I mean, that might have been one of the limiteds that, that I had given you. Um, yeah, it could have. I because what you gave us was uh, one of the. There was a. It was a royalty, right? The royalty. Um, that's that's my morning smoke. That's my favorite cigar uh-huh. out of the line, which is ironic because I think I think with the marketing, the gothic marketing from Black Label, and kind of the 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 um, urban graffiti uh, marketing from from Black Works, a lot of people know them for some of their heavier cigars. And when I was first looking at their portfolio for for something to, to smoke, you know, rolling out of bed. I went with the porcelain, which is their their Connecticut, yeah. um, for for obvious reasons. The porcelain is not a strong cigar, but in the realm of Connecticut wrapped cigars, it's a strong Connecticut. So I found myself. I said, "All right, oh, well, let me try the, the the royalty. The royalty has that Ecuadorian Corojo wrapper on it. Um, in the robusto and the Grand Toro size." I don't get a lot of that traditional Corojo, I, I call it like a tingle. There, there, it's not so much as a spice, but there's there's like a, a zip there on, on, on your tongue almost. What I love about that cigar is that it's got body, but it's a very easy, easy going cigar. Yeah. So, so then maybe um, going back to Cavalier, the cigar that we're, sure. that we're looking for, we're, there's a, there's a lot of brands. <laughs> a lot of bland, brands flying around here, and we're and uh, it's easy to get confused. But so from the Cavalier portfolio, there's this one called the Black Two, um, which does. Uh, I'm on the website now. It does have a San Andreas wrapper, yeah, but it was medium. Um, yeah, it was yeah. so strange. Yeah, that might be it. I mean, you know, San Andreas so, can be really yeah, freaking smooth, the, man. You know, it was like a showcase black, of the the. the the yeah. black two has a Mexican San Andreas wrapper, right? And and the one that that Kyle mentioned, the the USA exclusive, also has oh, a Mexican okay. San Andreas okay. wrapper. Yeah, yeah. But that one was yeah, the USA exclusive was much more full to me. Mm-hmm. And I remember I had the black two, right? Is that it? Yeah. And yeah. it was. Correct. I remember I looked it up afterward, and I was like, dude, that was like a perfect medium body cigar. I was so surprised that it has a San Andreas wrapper. Mm-hmm. I was not expecting it to be that. It was yeah. very interesting to me. It's like. How a couple years ago, like, you know, we talked about this on a couple past episodes, like Connecticut's with balls. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like surprising in that regard. Yeah. It's like this was the inverse. Yeah, it yeah, was like yeah. a neutered San Andreas, yeah, but yeah. it allowed the flavor of the wrapper yeah. to really be like at the forefront as opposed to like, ah, like, ah, you know, right. peppery, yeah, a little yeah. spicy. It wasn't like that at all. It was very interesting. Uh-huh. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. It is a very, very well-rounded Maduro. It's a very almost what I call like a, a non-American Maduro, which is, you know, ironically how they, they have the USA exclusive. They, they took the USA exclusives almost based off of the Black Two, but they added Lajero to it. I know recently they tweaked the blend. Um, it's a non-box press, oh. but that's that's not just the marketing term. Where Cavalier isn't something. I want to say over 30, 30 different countries, and they try to do an exclusive for for each country, and that truly is one that they only make for the United States. Um, going the other direction, the, the they came out with a cigar a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago now, uh, called the the Viso Jalapa, 
which is also based off the black too. And that's a very, very similar blend. Um, but instead of using that Mexican San Andreas, they use this very, very flavorful Visa Jalapa wrapper. And that, that one to me just smokes like Goldilocks. That's, that's a crowd pleaser. Yeah, I was really, I thought that the, the USA exclusive was pretty full. It's a small size, so like yeah. I was expecting it yeah. to be. And um, that's the one, Nick, that you said the, has more Ligero in it than the Black 2 that's, does. That's the, only, that's the only one that Cavalier makes that, that utilizes uh, Ligero. That's yeah, 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 yeah. And then the white was just a, to me, that was just like a, a really nice, enjoyable Connecticut coffee cigar. Yeah. I was just super the, into the that white, one. The white I like to refer to as um, eating your toast butter side down. <laughs> they take that that Connecticut that you'd normally use as the wrapper, <laughs> and they put that as the binder. Um, they put a when I say thinner, I don't mean physically, but a, a, on your palate, a thinner um, Habano wrapper on that, which allows the filler tobacco to come through. And the reason they want that filler tobacco to come through is because they use utilizing tobacco from the Dominican, from Nicaragua, but they're also using this Paraguayan tobacco, and it's it, that huh. that's what adds that kind of. You know what is that? I can't put my put my thumb on it, but it's it's delightful. So, we talked about you. You mentioned Cavalier and the fact that they 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 built their own factory in Honduras. Um, so then, let's yeah. talk about Avea Negra. What's uh, what's the situation there? Like, who's making those cigars, and and where are they coming from? So, so Avea Negra, uh, Avea Negra Brands is the name, the official name of the company. Yeah. Uh, we often shorten it to black label because if I walk into a shop and I say, "Hey, everyone, I, I'm Nick with Ovea Negro," people people tend to just stare at me. Right. Hmm. Um, but the, the the name of the factory is also Ovea Negro, and actually they're, they're celebrating their, their 10 year anniversary this year. So their their first cigar that they came out with was the Last Rites. Um, that that's their Maduro cigar, and that that debuted in uh, 2013. Wow. So it's a it's a very exciting year for for black label. Yeah, there is a. That's, um, yeah, I, that's located in uh, Esteli, Nicaragua. Yeah, I, I don't think I mentioned that. So. Yeah, there's a couple there that we've had over the years that left a pretty good impression on us, namely the the Hornet, Green Hornet, Hornet, yes. whatever. Yes, is that cigar one of the more popular ones? Is that one that a lot of people have tried? I think I remember I had it the first time maybe four years ago from our buddy who likes to order off small batch cigar and then it, I, I just feel like I've seen it or heard about it more since then is that like a, a nationally popular smoke is there it, it it has been it's definitely definitely been one of the cigars that when you when you think about um, black label black works um, you you think about the killer bee mm-hmm. the killer bee um, the hornet uh, we we've had to I don't know much behind the legal curtain but I can tell you we've Renamed the Green Hornet to just the Hornet. If I was a guessing man, there's some sort of legality in there, but we all know what you mean. Right. That was something that just happened probably a few weeks back. Huh. Um, they've expanded that as well um, with the, the Killaby Connecticut. So that's that's been a very popular series for us. Um, what you're going to be seeing even though I'm kind of going to be a hypocrite because we just came out with the Santa Morte through Black Label as a new core line, you're going to start seeing over the next year or two a lot of um, expansion of sizes. Ooh. So that's that's something that, that we're focusing on. Um, 
James Brown, the owner, has been been trying to to play with the blends. He likes the smaller, the smaller cigars, and you know, every year I I feel that every year SS reps show up and we say, you know, why don't you do the Killer B and the Toro? Oh. And one of the reasons I I love the guys is he says, guys, listen, I blended it in a Toro. It doesn't smoke the same. I don't care for it in that size. So so that's. I'm not promising you the Killer B Toro's coming out, but I can tell you that we're definitely looking at the sizes. We're definitely trying to get the blends right so that we can expand certain things like, like, like the Killer B, almost like we did with the Rorschach, where we've, in the past year, come out with the short Robusto. We've come out with the Rorschach Sumatra. Um, you're going to see a lot of, of core line expansion. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, that's like something to keep in mind that sometimes I think, um, you know, a lot of you know, part-time smokers and guys that, that, uh, don't spend their whole lives in this industry the way that we do, like can maybe fail to appreciate is that you gotta, you gotta take the blend into account, right? Like the, a Toro is not going to do you any good if the cigar isn't blended to smoke as a Toro, if it's not, um, if it, you know, if it's not right, it's not going to do you any good if it, if it doesn't taste right. And like, you got to stay true to the blend and the original conception of this project that is that cigar. Right. So yeah, while I'm sure Absolutely. it's, it's not like you can't, you can't just take, <laughs> you know, although maybe a Corona is not your size. If that's, if that's what this thing is, you can't just take it and blow it up and expect it to be the same, the same thing or to stay true to what it was supposed to be. So I'm sure there's a lot of work that, you know, even guys like us don't even understand what goes into all, you know, the, the, the tasting and blending process. Like these guys are true artists and experts. And, uh, you know, if, if a Toro is in the, is in the future for, for any given line, that's awesome. But there's a lot of work that goes into doing that, you know? Um, it's almost like, I guess the, uh, the comparison I can put it into is, it's almost like doing a movie sequel doing another size right right you know does does, i'm trying to think of a a good uh a good movie to come up with let's say like the the movie the the 300 300 was a great movie to say we should we should make a sequel of it that sounds awesome but if the sequel's not good you know you're actually going to disappoint more people than yeah you tarnish the i I, I, I guess what 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 it's worth yeah you damage the brand so it's yeah, and, and and you hit the nail on the head. A lot of this is, you know, people like James Brown have forgotten more about tobacco than I'll ever know. I had a fun experience last night with a cigar. Um, so a couple weeks ago on the show, Dave gave me an unbanded cigar in a Toro size, and I failed to figure out which one it was. <laughs> and the whole time I'm smoking it, I was talking about how great I thought it was. Mm-hmm. It was a Toro. I'm not going to name any names. Um, Last night I had the same cigar in Robusto, the last one we have in stock. Mm -hmm. It had to be one of the worst cigars I've ever had. I threw it out after a quarter. Wow. I was so surprised because I loved it as a Toro. Right. Taking a couple rings off and, you know, an inch off the length of it totally changed the experience. It's like it was just obnoxious. Yeah. But... In the Toro, I sat here for a half hour talking about how yeah. I would love to know what this cigar is. Yeah. Um, incredible. Yeah. Incredible. Every cigar has has a size that hits your palate, and every size is a different cigar. 
you know um yep. yeah and especially when you get into yep. like you know boutique brands like this that spend so much time and and energy on the yeah. blends and they're really thinking very carefully about this stuff and uh you know so so an, another size is a whole new cigar every yeah. time you All know entirely new yeah. experience yeah that's why we carry two, three of each of different sizes because right. it's just different right. all right. the time. Yeah. So I was so I wasn't surprised by that, but I was the 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 discrepancy between them. I was almost happy it happened. It was like a it was a great a great reminder. I was like, holy crap, this yeah, is awful. Cool. I got to get out of here. But that's like a cool experience in itself. Yeah, to like yeah. Realize I that. wasn't really upset. Yeah. I was like, wow, yeah. like that is a <laughs> terrible way to remind me. <laughs> about about things I already knew but didn't really think about. I grabbed it and I was like, this is going to be great. Yeah, I'm going to love this. This is a perfect ride home, one hour, little early summer action. Fine. Dude, I tossed that thing out by like friggin' the first Tim Hortons yeah. I saw, which around here is like, they're all, it's off. Yeah. So so exciting stuff. We got some new lines coming in to the world famous Tall Chief That's Cigar Chimidor. Yeah, this is going to be great. And I really think that... Um, you know, there's there's a there's a, a market here for these cigars. But Nick, I wanted to ask oh, you, man, because like, so you on the side, um, you you've also produced your own cigar. You've done this before, and you're going to yeah. do it again. And so, like, I thought it would be I, cool I, to that's, talk that's to you. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's what we've heard, right? So, I thought it would be cool <laughs> to maybe get. Um, get an idea from you as someone who's been through the process of like creating your own new cigar. Like what, you know, if you could in, in a few minutes, walk us through what it's like from the beginning of that process. Like, where do you even start, you know? And, and that's, that's a great question because I, I didn't really know what I was getting into and I, I don't pretend, you know, having, you know, being that guy that's done it, done it once to, to be tend to know, anything or even a fraction of, of what I, I walk in wondering exactly like, all right, well, wh where do we start with this process? Um, so the first thing that we did, Brian sat me down, Brian Matola, and they brought out samples of all the tobacco that they had uh, essentially in the factory. Right. And where this cigar is going to be a limited cigar, um, it was everything. Now, if it was going to be a cigar that was going to be something that was readily available, then he would have said, all right, well, we can't use this because this we can't get on a steady supply. And this, this tobacco here, this is a, you know, we, this is a one-time deal. We bought, bought a bale of this. But he brought out all the tobacco. And the first thing that we do is we roll up that tobacco. Um, and these are some of the ugliest cigars. If you've ever seen me roll a cigar, it's, you, you know, you look at me and be like, yeah, this, this industry isn't for you. So the... <laughs> But we, we, we roll them up um, and we just smoke each tobacco leaf so that you kind of get a sense of, okay, you know, this, oh, what's this? Oh, this is the Paraguay tobacco. Oh, that's that's what's in the, you know, that's what's in the white. Okay, I, I, I like that. And then you, once you've smoked all the tobacco by itself as, as a puro, then you can start, your mind starts playing like, oh, you know, I wonder what this on this would, would taste like. And even after all that, it's the first cigar I had them kind of put together. I was like, oh, I like this. I like that. I like this. And I was picking out all, all tobacco I thought were, were, were rock stars. 
and they put it all together, and I smoked, and I was like, this this is not good. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, we, we were asking, um, I was asking Raul, who's, who's um, FCT's blender. I said, you know, I, I, it's weird. Is this like the type of case where I like lasagna, I like chocolate ice cream, but I don't like chocolate ice cream with lasagna? <laughs> and, and he laughed. He said, no, he goes, you have all spice, no potato. You know, you have you have all the things you want to put on a baked potato, but you have no baked potato in here. You need to put in some tobacco. That's a baked potato. Right. <laughs> and, and that's kind of what what made it make a little bit more sense. To me. <laughs> that's cool. We we've had events here before where, um, you know, we've been walked through the sort of tasting and blending process with, uh, you know, with each leaf of a given cigar broken out, rolled up into. I think that what referred to as a purito it's like a, a small yep, yep. you know just a single leaf you know rolled up into a smokable little uh little cigar that but what i took away from going through that process was how amazing it is that you smoke this one and then you smoke you know you smoke the filler leaf smoke the binder leaf but then if you put them together they become more than the sum of the parts it's like it's not like just the two flavors put together. It's something else entirely. Um, nope. Right? And that's where this, the, I don't know. That's where it like becomes more of an art and less of a science in a way to me. Is like, how, you know, understanding how those things are going are gonna to come together. What I like to do sometimes when I do events, and this is a, a, a kind of a, a poor man's version of what you just brought up. But it's very easy to do. In fact, everyone listening at home, I challenge you to do this. If you get one of those, you know, three, four dollar, doesn't have to be anything fancy, but the double, double bladed cutters, I'll put the foot of a cigar in that and very gently close it and, tr and turn the cigar. And what you're trying to do is um, just cut off the first inch and a half or so of, of that wrapper leaf. And then what you're, you're doing is you're kind of creating your own shaggy foot. And you can do this for, for any cigar. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then what's really interesting is now now when you light that cigar, you're, you're smoking the first inch or so of that cigar with no wrapper leaf. Without the wrapper, right. So you're, you're understanding the fill of tobaccos. And then once you get into a five minutes or so, then it hits the wrapper. And that shows you, okay, what's this wrapper adding to the cigar? That's cool. That's very cool. That's really interesting. Yeah. I it, can't it, wait to do it's that. It's cool, and it hopefully, hopefully it encourages everyone to kind of go look at their humidor and say, all right, well, you know, I think I'm going to do that with this cigar today. That's badass. I'm actually looking forward to trying that. Yeah. That is so cool. Wow. What a cool experience. Yeah. You'll be seeing that a lot in the shop, yeah. I'm sure, with us just screwing around, um, really trying to hone in on and understand some of these rappers. So that was an awesome story. Should we uh... – can we ask about uh, what one other piece of advice that Nick once gave us, which I think maybe we'll try to uh, run here in the shop in the future? What, what did you call it, Nick? You called it Battle Royale or something like that, right? Oh, tell, us, tell us about Thunderdome. Thunderdome. Tell us about Thunderdome. So Nick, Nick worked. You know, Nick has been in on the retail side for anyone who doesn't know. And uh, <laughs> tell us, tell us about Thunderdome. Thunderdome. Yeah. So, so when I was in retail, um, I, I found myself kind of in a similar spot as you gentlemen are, 
where the first year that, that you uh, either opening up a, a cigar shop or taking over a cigar shop, you're literally throwing yourself against the wall and seeing if it sticks. You're, you're flying blind. You don't know if you are a Maduro 660 shop, if you're a Lancero shop, if anything, anything Cameroon you're going to be able to sell. You, you have no <laughs> so no true. idea yet. Right. So, so, but you, you do know you want to make your customers happy. So customers come in and they say, "Hey, I'd love you to bring this cigar in." So, so you find yourself bringing in almost everything you can get your hands on. Right. What What happens is the cigar industry that's changing. Everyone comes up with new cigars, um, new different exciting lines, brands. So eventually, it doesn't matter how big the humidor is, and your humidor there is huge you run out of space. So you start having to say, all right, what's going to go? And then you pull up numbers and you look at sales and it doesn't matter. You could have sold three cigars out of this box in the past year. But if you get rid of it, you know, Bob's going to come in and Bob's going to say, hey, you got rid of uh, Cigar ABC. I love Cigar ABC. And you can't be like, well, Bob, you bought three of them in the past year because, you know, customers tend to get upset over that. So what I what I had come up with was when it came time to make room for, for new products, I would actually take two two different cigars I was planning on, on getting rid of. And I'd pit them up against each other. I'd make like a two pack sampler. Uh, I'd take, you know, a dollar off or whatnot, but but make it a good deal for, for the the customer. And I'd have them on this pedestal with a voting box and each each two pack you bought you got one vote whether you want to vote on it there or smoke go home smoke them and vote and at the end of like a month's time or so you know one of the cigars would would get the axe and one of them would would earn the right to, to stay on the shelf <laughs> yes. and, and live live another day <laughs> so it was, it was literally the the two cigars then so one cigar leave and, and i left it up to the customers that way that way when bob comes in and says hey you got rid of cigar abc i could be like bob buddy we did thunderdome for, for a month or so <laughs> you could have wrote it yeah bob, this is this is my care. fault bob yeah, this is it, your fault yeah only, it was only you can prevent <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't me bob it was you guys it was yeah. the yep. thunderdome yeah yeah yep. Holy shit! That's I love a that. beautiful yeah. idea. Yeah, I think you could probably we could probably tie that into like NFL season or something like that. We could yeah do some cool thing with that. Um, love that idea. I have one last question about the brands that we covered today. Sure. <clears throat> Are there any sleeper cigars in either one of the either one of the brands that uh, maybe aren't as bought or as asked for that much that you think are just kind of worth hyping up? Um, I mean, I'd be a bad rep if I said no. Um, I would say for whatever reason, in the Black Label Black Works category, the NBK always gets overlooked. I, I mean, if you're looking at Black Works, they have Rorschach, which is a great, smaller, everyday car ride cigar. They have the ever-famous uh, Killer B, but NBK, for whatever reason, it just smokes phenomenal. It's got a, a Habano Oscuro wrapper, a Nicaraguan bind and filler. It's one of the only box press cigars that they do. And, and that's, you know, if somebody comes in and they say, well, you know, I smoked the Padron 1000 Series Maduro. That, that's a, a cigar. Like, All right, well, let me introduce you to this. This is, this is going to be in, in your same wheelhouse. Um, that, that's a great one. Yeah, I'm looking at it here on the website, the NBK, and it's got it's got a couple Vitolas too. It looks like. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, Cavalier came out with a cigar called the Prospector. They only do that in one size. It's a 6x52. It's a true barber pole. Um, that one's got, out of the entire portfolio, I think that one's got a, a little bit of pepper. It's got, it's got a little bit of spice, um, more so than, than anything else that, that they do. But where it's only in that one that one size, I, I think it's, it's often overlooked. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Those might be ones that look yeah. for uh, yeah. later on if we get these these brands to take off here. But yeah. I know I'm really excited about having a couple of different ones here. Obviously, I'm very excited and, and I'm very happy and excited to be growing with you guys. And it's 2023 is gonna it's gonna be a wild ride. Shit, it already has been for the most part. Mm-hmm. We're gonna put it right up there next to those beautiful Espinosa cigars of yours, mm-hmm. and we're gonna have an awesome summer smoking some of these cool newer a little bit they've, smaller they've brands been doing it right what, what what i love about espinoza is eric's done every job and I, i'm probably repeating myself from last time but eric's literally done every job in in this business um to the point where uh, i saw him talk to the ups guy he's delivered cigars before when he worked with UPS a thousand years ago <laughs> um but he's owned a shop he's been an in-house shop he's been a broker he's uh, had cigars made from other people's factories. Now he's he's a cigar factory owner. He, he's every every single job in the industry Eric's done, and you know some people would kind of parade around with that and, and, and let you know, hey, you know I, I have more experience. Eric's one of the most humble guys. He's one of the most loyal guys. Um, it, the most exciting part for me about being the Espinosa rep is getting to work with a man like Eric Espinosa. Awesome. Dude, one of our best, our favorite cigars of all time, between me and Dave, Yeah, comes from that brand. Yeah. And, you know, we're, we're, we, we carry, I think, almost all of them. There might be one or two that we don't carry, but fantastic cigars, fantastic you guys, brands. You guys have a pretty, pretty big, uh, pretty big selection of, of almost everything that, that he makes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're all good in their own way. They're all, they're all pretty distinct and, they bring something different, and uh, there's a nice, creamy, milder one for guys who are just a very approachable cigar, if that's what you're into. And then mm-hmm. there are some that are hardcore, like full-body, mm-hmm. leathery, nice cigars for guys like me and Dave, who sometimes want to get a kick in the teeth. Yeah, and everything in between. I love yeah. how wide-ranging the portfolio is, and uh, yeah, so that's going to that's gonna keep growing, I'm sure, in 2023. Yeah. Yeah, so Nick, we uh, stay on the line after we're all done, but we uh, we had a great time talking to you, man. We really appreciate you taking the time to pump up some of the brands you got uh, here that we're going to... It's an honor to be invited back. I, uh, <laughs> the Mickey Mantle that said I, I wouldn't want to be a member of any club that would have me as a member. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it's just truly, I, I always look forward to, to visiting you guys. Uh, it's an honor to be on this, to, to think of me and, and to, to work with me. It's... It's truly been a pleasure. Cool. Awesome, dude. Yeah, we're so excited. Probably within the next week or two, we're going to have these things in the store. Um, but, yeah, we're going to kick it back over to ourselves to get you back to the rest of this podcast. So yep. hang with us. Thanks, Nick. Thanks, Nick. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Big thanks to recurring guest, the two-time champ, Nick Goss, our first ever returning guest here to talk two about all of his – The two-time. The two-time <laughs> champ. He, I don't think he'd argue – I don't think he'd argue with that moniker. 
Um, no, he, he looks has... like a guy that would wear a championship belt just around, <laughs> like a no WWE doubt. championship no belt. Doubt. Like he just make one with his face on it. Like that's <laughs> that's that's the Nick I know. There's probably a picture of him on Facebook wearing a wrestling belt or something. There like has that. to be right. if you dig if you dig through the annals of social media. <laughs> I'm sure in college he had just wore on a sh- wore the strap on his shoulder to like anthropology 101 or something. Yeah, right. He's our champ. He might not be your champ, but he's our champ, and he's got a lot of. Pretty cool brands coming through here that we're excited to try and share with you guys. Uh, you know, Dave and I are big on new smokes. This smoke in my hand is not a new smoke to us. I've had this before. I'm trying to figure it out. I have some thoughts about it. Before I get there, I'm kind of at the last third. We want to tell you guys about our next spring event. Our next big event, a spring event. Uh, <laughs> the second annual Rocky Patel Spring Smoker here at the world-famous Tall Chief Cigars Humidor and Lounge. June 10th, Saturday, noon to about 4-ish. Uh, plenty of raffles. Free stick for showing up. Deals on Rocky Patel all day long. Our favorite, one of our favorite reps here, Mike from Rocky Patel, here to talk about uh, Boston sports. You're going to get to throw tomatoes at him this year, I think, where you have a tomato stand. Maybe not. No, is that wrong? Okay, my notes are wrong. that's right. My notes are not right. Maybe it was eggs. But anyway, <laughs> uh, uh, Mike's going to be here. We're going to be... Throwing around Rocky Sticks all day long. There's so many good ones to choose from, including our number one cigar of 2022, the Rocky Patel 60. Going to have some new Rocky Smokes here to share with you guys. Mm -hmm. If you've been to one of our Saturday events, you know we pretty much give the whole store away. Some guys ask how we do it. We still really don't know, but uh, we're going to do it. We're going to have it here for you guys. An awesome early summer event. Have a coffee. Have a drink from the beautiful Tap Truck. Here to pour you your favorite beer. To pair with some of your favorite cigars, Rocky Patel cigars. Come out here and join the fun. Dave and I will be here all day long. Yeah. Tap Truck will be here again. Super pumped about that. And this this event is the second annual Rocky Patel Spring Smoker. It went off like a you know, like a hitch without a hitch last year. It was just a, an awesome time and everyone enjoyed themselves. And so all of you we expect to see back here again for the second annual and bring your friends this time because yeah, like I said, Mike knows how to put on a good time and so do we, I think. Yeah, I think we're I think we're getting better at it. I yeah. think before, um, you know, maybe a little bit of work, but we're 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 honing it in. We're yeah. we're we're chiseling we're chiseling the marble, you know, the Michelangelo statue or whatever the hell. Maybe he was an artist. I'm not really sure. Um, Michelangelo be... was an artist for for the record. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Do I not know everything about everything? Okay. So thank you, thank you. <laughs> so anyway, we're gonna have a, a super awesome day. We're, you know, we're gonna have like one big thing a month. You know, we have the Oliva event tonight. We got the Rocky Spring Smoker, second annual, second of many. Yeah, Jesus, then, what time is it? We got to get to the Oliva event. Here. Yeah, I know. I got to get outside. I got to rip another Oliva cigar because this cigar in my hand, the mystery cigar, unfortunately, I thought was bad. This cigar is bad. Wah, wah. I did not like it at all. The first couple pulls were pretty good. And it just got progressively worse for me. This, whatever this thing is, this is not, this ain't Carl. And I'm a lot of cigars in the humidor, not this one. <laughs> um, so I have it narrowed down to three choices, and they're pretty much all based on size. Um, so the experience that I had with this cigar was poor, hmm. all right, uh, which makes me think it might be you know, more of a budgety smoke, maybe not like, you know, not going to cost you 10, 12 bucks. So I I went in the direction of 
the punch knuckle buster Maduro. Mm-hmm. But then here's the problem. I like that cigar. That cigar is good. Mm-hmm. This one in my hand, not so much. They look very similar. So hmm. when there's no label on the damn cigar, I have a bit of a problem trying to discern which is which. So it could be that cigar, but I just don't think so because that's a cigar I've had tens of hundreds of times. I think it's excellent. I think it's one of the best cigars for under five bucks in the whole store. So that's throwing me for a loop. I don't think it's that, but it sure looks like it. Yeah, the Knuckle Buster Maduro is fantastic. It's got that Indonesian binder, which makes the it's like it's it's got a unique flavor to it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So if it was the Knuckle Buster Maduro. I feel like you would know. Yeah, and I feel like I would have been like, ah, all right. You know, I wouldn't yeah. have had such a, you know, I didn't finish it. I just kind of put it down and, you know, moving on. Yeah. The second guess that I had was the Rocky Patel Disciple mm. because it's a small little Robusto. Mm-hmm. It looks mm-hmm. like a four and a half by 50. Right. But again, that's a cigar that I like a lot. It's yeah. a great cigar. And it's like a $10, $11 cigar. So the, the quality is there. And it's a little bit more full than what I'm what I'm smoking here in my hand. So I'm whittling it down. I'm, I'm visualizing the humidor in my head, and I'm trying to suss out what is a cigar that I don't smoke that often, right? And the reason being because I don't really like them that mm-hmm. much. Yeah. Uh, I don't smoke it that often, and it kind of fits this description. So then as I'm kind of looking around in my head, I come around to the Arturo Fuente Chateau Fuente Maduro. Mm. Before I started working at Tall Chief here, I was a big Dominican guy. I smoked a lot of Dominican cigars. My palate has moved so far off Dominican that I almost can't believe it. So like now I'm only really and I was really far off Honduran stuff like before getting here. Yeah. And yeah. now that has just entirely swapped over. Right. The size fits the bill. You know, the chateau is just a, a double chateau cut in half for the most part. Um it's just a little skinny little robusto. It's a it's a Maduro, mm-hmm. and the the flavor is just not very full. It's just missing something. Right. It's a little woody. It was chocolatey in the beginning, which I liked. Then after the first quarter, I it just kind of didn't do it for me. So I'm thinking that, you know, I'm not a Fuente guy. I'm not. I know Fuente's got some hardcore followers and all kind of things like that. And I think I'm rubbing salt in the wound after uh, the Fuente factory fire from a night ago. Yeah. That sucks. That um, really sucks. Unfortunately, I'm going to guess that this cigar is a Chateau Fuente Maduro from Arturo Fuente. You got it, brother. You got it. Ugh. That's the one. I'm almost upset about getting that one. Yeah. Listen, I chose it because I knew that you are you have very limited familiarity with Fuente cigars as of late, right? Like you said, you moved off of Dominican tobacco most mostly. Um this isn't a cigar you smoke very often, very recently, but it has this very identifying factor of its size. Like it's got a unique size that few there are only few cigars in the humidor that that really uh, that it could be based on the size, right? So I was like trying to trying to leave the door open while choosing a cigar that you don't smoke very often, uh, but he still got it. He still yeah. got it. He still figured it out. I will give it this. The wrapper is tasty. The blend I don't like. Yeah. The I, I did I liked it and and you know, uh I do understand what you're saying about it though missing something. Like it's there's a there's like a big opening in the up the gut of this experience that is just not filled it's not very rich. Yeah, it know? has room for something. Yeah. You know, like yeah. 
I don't know. I wasn't a fan. Um, but you know, like if you come in the humidor, you know there are some brands that I gravitate towards selling guys, and some brands that sell themselves. And that's yep. one of the brands that I would classify as this guy sells itself. It does. You know, I don't really have to try them that much. I don't really have to know much about them. They're kind of ho hum. They don't put out a lot of new stuff. Right. Um, you know, we've all had Opus and the different Opus varieties. That cigars, those cigars are freaking fantastic. Yeah. Like, they're worth every penny. Um, but you know, just for an everyday cigar, I'm I'm kind of looking past this one. Yeah. So. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. But another one in the win column for the big dog. Yeah, unfortunately, we got, there. we got there. No, that's yeah. You know, well, you, you were kind of on the back foot, I think, because the size is. It's an identifying factor. It is. You yeah. know, yeah. I feel like I worked more from the size than the taste on that one, which feels a little dishonest. But I'm gonna take my dub. I think we're six and three. Is it Pretty six good. and two? Six. No, and it's three? episode no, nine. No, it's nine. Yeah, six and three. You're yeah. right. You're right. So, or it's not seven and two. It's not that good. I went on a little skid. I went like one, one and three over a four week period. So we'll check the records. We'll have to check the records. It might be seven and two, bro. It might be seven and two. You lost two weeks in a row. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I mean, you're the big dog. You're pretty good at this. This is the big dog's yard. He's pretty good at this. He smoked it all, ladies and gentlemen. The proof is in the recording. (laughs) (laughs) The proof is in you just believing. Yeah. (laughs) You suspending your disbelief and knowing that I know these cigars (laughs) just from smoking and feeling. It's it's, no, it's an honest game. You know? Yeah, that's right. It's an honest game, and it's one that you guys can try for yourselves at home with your smoking buddies. It's fun. It is. You know, try to stump each other. And, uh, you know, in the process, you end up learning so much about your own palate, where you still need to get better, things you still need to try, things you're still unfamiliar with, and where where your wheelhouse is, you know? So it's like, it's an awesome experience. It just makes the hobby all the more fun. Yeah, man. So we'll, we'll try to keep it rolling next week. Uh, but Dave, I think you and I got an event to go to go kick off here. Yeah, yeah, you're right. The so, the, uh, the stage has been set, and uh, the band's going to be starting up in a couple hours here. And yeah, we've got some killer Oliva cigars to sell. Oh, so. dude, do we ever? First in the country. I never think we get here after two years of working here, mm. day in day out, trying to share this beautiful hobby with everybody. We're now the first store in the country to sell an awesome cigar. Well, I knew we'd get here. I just didn't think it would be that fast. Because, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, we're number one. and uh, Sweet. We love you guys. Thanks for the support. Hope you enjoyed episode nine. We got some cool stuff coming up in episode ten. think it's going to drop the day before the spring so- smoker, so you might have, uh, right. might have Mike on the podcast. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, we're trying to line that up for you guys. But, uh, yeah, let's go have fun at this event. Um, yeah, let's get out of here, dude. And uh, we'll see you guys next, uh, next episode. Peace. Later. Peace.